It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be such an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It's going to be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Recently, I went to a live event here in the Phoenix area, and it was a really fantastic time. Lots of people go to live events because they want to learn from the speakers, which is great. But one of the things I specifically look forward to is meeting new people and reconnecting with people I already know. Once you meet people and you have their business cards, what do you do? Most people do nothing. Zero. One of my objectives is to identify people I can help in their business, whether it's being on this radio show, having them contribute to my magazine, or maybe working with them on a book they need to have written. However, nothing happens if I don't follow up. So the lesson here, follow up because you will be miles ahead of everyone else who does not. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest this week. His name is Adam Kipnis. Let me tell you about him. Adam is recognized as a top marketing strategist and business breakthrough specialist who can show any business owner in less than 45 minutes how to triple their current number of leads, double their sales, and increase their annual revenue by thirty dollars to $50,000 or more without spending a cent on marketing or advertising. Adam is a go-to coach and advisor for many independent professionals, including accountants, realtors, real estate investors, attorneys, and medical practitioners, uh, 22 of whom have crossed the $1 million mark in annual revenue, and four of Adam's clients have grown from under 100000 to over a million under his guidance. He's the author of the book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, and here we are with my very special guest, Adam Kipnis. How are you, Adam? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Brian? Thanks for having doing, me here. Yeah, I'm doing great, and thanks for being here, and... We've known each other for a while, and we finally got this scheduled, so I'm happy and grateful that you're here. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it's funny, the, the following up thing that you brought up, we've been connected through various friends and, and counterparts for years, and mm -hmm. it took us a while finally to pick up the phone and say hi. But yeah. ever since now, we've seen each other 20 times in the last year, so it's been a, a great getting to know you and, and finally getting a chance to be on your show. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been fantastic. And, and the whole following up thing that I alluded to earlier, I ended up talking to or I, I got three people who were interested in having me potentially work on their book. And I've followed up with one of them and I've got an appointment with one next week and the other I'm waiting for him to get back with me about a time to talk. And I've got a, a real estate edition for my magazine that's going to be coming out soon. And I've got a few people to talk to about doing an article for that. So it's a really fertile ground for getting great leads and getting new people involved in your business. Would you say that's been your experience too? I agree 100%. I think that the thing that, that holds most businesses back and, and one of the things that stops people from making more money in their business is the lack of follow-up with people who are interested. And it's through no fault of our own generally. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, it's nerve-wracking. Sometimes we get caught up and sometimes – it gets one or two or three weeks after an event, and then it feels a little weird to follow up. Yeah. But 
anytime you pick up the phone or, or shoot a text or shoot an email and say, hey, I was thinking about you, I came across my card, uh, it, it's amazing what you can do for people and how you can support their business and how they will become clients of yours. Absolutely. And here's one thing that I have asked you privately, but I want you to explain this to the whole world. Your company is called the 1495 Group. Yes. How how did that happen? Because that's an unusual name for a group, but that has a very special meaning for you, and there's a story behind this. It does, and it's it's really uh, all about the story. And I and I wanted people, when thinking about me and thinking about my business, to remember this story because I think it's so important. Uh, a friend of mine, her name's Camelita Nuttall. She's a motivational speaker, speaks on a lot of stages all over Europe. She was hosting one of her own events, and it was called the Event of Champions in London, England. And it was going to be hosted at the Ritz in London. Sharon Lecter, the co-author of um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the author of Think and Grow It for Women. My personal favorite, Outwitting the Devil, was the lead speaker. And it was $1,495 for a ticket to attend this three-day event. And Camelita went and did a Facebook Live to start to promote the event. Somebody saw it and said, that is interesting. I want to know more turns out the lady was right down the street from Camelita, so she jumped in her car, went down the street, met with this lady, talked about the event, talked about the Ritz, talked about its history, talked about Sharon, talked about all the other speakers and the great things that were going to happen over these three days. And the lady was so excited. She's like, I'm going to go get money right now. I am coming to your event. And being London, she went to her purse and she grabbed 15 pounds and she said, you said 14.95, right? Here's 15. Keep the change goodness and you know it's amazing how our own lack of clarity can lead to us spending the wrong time with the wrong person for the wrong reasons like happened to camelita so i want people to remember it to encourage them to think about am i being clear in my marketing am i being clear in my messaging because one of the things that hinders clients and hinders new sales is lack of understanding on the buyer's part and a confused buyer never buys. So think of that story uh, when you're doing your marketing or when you're doing your bookkeeping or your operations. Are you being clear in what you're hoping to achieve? Yeah, and of course the price for that event was $1,495, not $14.95. Correct. I mean, it takes a special person to think that you can get into the Ritz and have dinner and meet Sharon for $14.95. But hey, This lady went for it, and uh, uh, unfortunately, she did not attend the event. But um, a number of great people did, and Camelita has gone on to have 10-plus events and um, doing amazingly. But it was a a big lesson learned by her and one that I like to share with the folks that I meet. Hence, the name of your group is the 1495 Group. Correct. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get kind of get to where you are now? Maybe some of the things that you've learned along the way? Yeah, so I, I I had a traditional childhood, grew up in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and went to school, went to high school, went to college in Atlanta, and was on a path um, for a, a pretty traditional um, employment-based life. Most of my family are educators on one side, doctors on the other. As it turns out, everyone except for me has an advanced degree, but um, education was a big part of our lives. Well, when I graduated college with a history and poli-sci degree, um, not the easiest way to get a job coming right out of school, Mm -hmm. I I went to Europe. 
And I spent some time in Europe and I was teaching English at a, at a Czech public school. It was a wonderful experience. But I found my place with a lease that was coming due and I didn't know where I was going to live. I had to figure out how am I going to find a place to live in the Czech Republic, not speaking the language. Mm. And I was talking to one of the teachers and she said, hey, one of our students has an apartment in their building that they give to English teachers to teach the family English. So I said, that sounds perfect. And so I, it was a friend and I, we, we split the apartment and on Mondays and Wednesdays I would teach English and on Tuesdays and Thursdays he would, and we had a place to live. Well, that family referred us to another family that referred us to another family. And next thing you know, we've got about 15 different families and or businesses that we were teaching English to in Prague. And that was, you know, my first entree into business and into entrepreneurship. Now, at the time, beers were a quarter and lunch was a dollar. So we weren't making a ton of money in our entrepreneurial venture, but we definitely had enough money to cover our living expenses, given the um, how inexpensive everything was. And and so I was an entrepreneur. I didn't know it at the time, but that's what I was doing. I wow. came back to the States about 18 months later and started working with small businesses, doing operational work and, and helping them in what their business needed that eventually transitioned me into learning more about what do these business needs need, businesses need and how can I help them, which led me to my coaching and consulting business that I have today, supporting entrepreneurs in primarily growth and then using that growth in order to run a better business. That is fantastic. I think we probably have maybe uh, three minutes left to our break. So let me just ask you, what are the biggest mistakes that you see people making in their business? From a marketing perspective or just overall? Uh, let, let's start with overall because we'll talk about marketing later. Okay. Overall, the, the, the biggest thing that business owners fail to do is embrace team. And they, they do, they wear a lot of hats. They do a lot of things themselves, but they don't embrace the team concept. And even if you're a solopreneur or a sole practitioner and you're doing it yourself, you still have a team. You have the cable company for your internet is part of your team. Um, your cable is part of your team. Your email provider is part of your team. And if once you embrace those people as part of the team, you can manage them more effectively and you can run your business more smoothly because they all have things to offer. And most small businesses don't advantage themselves of those. Wow. That, that is so important because, and we'll talk about outsourcing a bit, a little bit later too. We've got so many things that I really want to talk to and ask you about, but a lot of people, especially solopreneurs have this lone ranger mentality. They think they have to do it all themselves or they don't want to turn anything over to anybody else. That can really bottleneck you as a business, can it? Oh, it can. And, and I fully understand the no one can do it as well as me mentality. Mm -hmm. That's why we, that's why we're entrepreneurs. That's why, what gave us the, the start and, and the go ahead. But if you can't get it done, then anybody can do it better than you. And so it, it's understanding that we all have limitations and to embrace those and say, here's what I do great. Let me do these. I will oversee these other folks to make they sh they make sure they do it up to our specifications, but it opens up time and capacity and the ability to grow and the ability to learn like nothing else can once you embrace team. 
That is fantastic. We are here this week with my very special guest, Adam Kipnis. He is the author of the book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, which is a fantastic read. And we will talk about that book after the break. We'll talk about why people miss money opportunities. We can talk about how Adam can help you find $10,000 in your business in just 45 minutes. I know that sounds like an incredible claim, but it is true. And we will talk about all of that and so much more after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us, and I cannot wait to continue this conversation with my very special guest, Adam Kipnis. We will be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Adam Kipnis. He's the author of the book, How to Make More Money in Your Business. And if you've not seen or gotten my new book yet, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, based on some of the most amazing interviews that I've had on my show featuring Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, Laura Langmeyer, Sharon Lecter, Tom Ziegler, and the list goes on and on. It's in Barnes & Noble, in your stores, it's in Books A Million, it's on Amazon, it's everywhere. And if it's not where you are, ask them for it. So Adam, let's talk about the importance of doing things that produce revenue because a lot of people think they have so much to do, but a lot of the things that they think they have to do aren't producing revenue. Talk about that. Right. So I have this, this saying that, that I tell a lot of my clients that they're pushing paper papers around their desk and calling it work. It's very easy for us to find things to do that 
may seem important in the moment and may put our fears, uh, you know, allay our fears for a little bit of picking up the phone or talking to people or hearing a no or all those things that happen when, when you're prospecting and, and you're trying to, to grow your business. But if you're not bringing in revenue, your business cannot succeed. It's that simple. And if you're not doing revenue-producing activities, your business is going to be stunted and you may go out of business. Most businesses go out of business for one reason, and that is lack of cash flow. They don't have enough cash coming into the business in order to make the payments on the business, whether that's rent, whether that's marketing expenses, whether that's um, you know telephone, internet, all the other ancillary things that go on. And they go out of business because they don't have the cash coming in the door in order to cover the expenses going out. Right. So you need to focus on that. Absolutely. And the things that are not revenue-producing activities are things that you can source out to other people, right? Right. You know, there are an abundance of people, whether it's Fiverr or whether it's um, Upwork or whether it's hiring an employee or whether it's JVing with somebody. Other people can do things that we are currently doing. And the thing, the way I like to think about it, I've got a four-step process to help my clients think about doing the revenue-producing activities because that's what you really can outsource in most cases. And the first thing is to, to ask yourself, is what I'm about to do going to get me paid? Mm. And getting you paid could be winning a new client. It could be re-signing an old client. Sometimes it's a client service situation that will retain a client that, that you currently have. But number one is what I'm about to do going to get me paid. If the answer is yes, then clearly it's something you want to go and do right now. Second question is what I'm about to do going to serve my purpose. And your purpose could be a variety of things. It could be I want to help more people and I want to make the world a better place. It could be something spiritual or religious in nature if if that's how you, you think about things. It could be, if you're an employee, it could be about getting that next promotion. It could be about furthering yourself. It could be about furthering your education. But number one is what I'm about to do going to get me paid. Number two is what I'm about to do going to serve my purpose. Question number three is, does what I'm about to do need to be done by me? And this is a very big one because if you ask yourself this question, many times you'll find out, it doesn't need to be done by you. It currently is done by you, but it doesn't need to be done by you. So then you can find solutions to get that done so it doesn't take your time and your effort. So is what is it going to get me paid? Is it going to serve my purpose? Does it need to be done by me? And that leads to question number four. Does what I'm about to do need to be done at all? Boom. And there are many things we do every day in our business that don't serve our clients most importantly, don't serve ourselves, but we do them anyway because that's the way we've always done it. And we haven't taken a step back to look. So to review, is it going to get you paid? Question number one. Question two, is it going to serve your purpose? Question three, does it need to be done by you? And question four is the biggie, does it need to be done at all? I love all of that, but I love especially that last one. Brian Tracy very famously says, and I'm paraphrasing here, the, the greatest waste of time is to become become really, really good at something that need not be done at all. <laughs> right, right. And and you may be th you, those listeners out here, you might be thinking, there's nothing that doesn't need to be done in my business. 
But I'm telling you, 20% of what you're doing doesn't need to be done. And just think about it because if it doesn't need to be done, you are going to open up huge capacity to do those first two things, which is why we're in business, to get paid and to serve our purpose in one order or the other. I'll let you determine that side of it. Absolutely. And speaking of getting paid, you have written a book called How to Make More Money in Your Business. Why did you decide to write this? You, you know, I, I I decided to write it for a couple of different reasons. One, there are things that I say over and over and over and over again. And if you have it in conversation, it helps. But if people see it visually, it sticks and they can read it again and they can take it home and they can think about it. That's number one. Number two is we live in a world where business cards go to die in your drawer or on your desk or whatever. And we hand out these things hoping people are going to call us, one, to so we can grow our business. But more importantly is we all have so much to give. And those business cards are a representation of what we have to give. But people don't call back. But the book, one, was a, a way that I could help people even when I'm not in front of them. But two, it was a way that I could help people because I'm more memorable and because there's a better chance they're going to call me. And it's a marketing tool as much as, as much as it is a success tool for my prospects and clients. That's great. And I really want to highlight something that Adam just said. He wrote his book as a marketing tool and as a way to create brand awareness for his clients and his prospective clients. Did I get that correct? That is correct. A book is a marketing tool. James Malinchek, who's one of my coaches, great guy, mm-hmm. he says, your book is nothing more than a business card. Get over it. Exactly. And we're, none of us are getting rich off our books. Maybe Grisham is and maybe uh, um, John Patterson is in the Alex Cross books. But most people don't get rich off their books. But what it does is it builds notoriety and it allows people to want to talk to you in a different way because you're an author And candidly, my book sitting on somebody's desk makes me way more memorable than somebody's business card. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Why do you think people miss money opportunities? Because you talk about how you can help people find $10,000 in 45 minutes. And that's a mind-blowing statement for some people to hear. So why do you think people aren't seeing that for themselves? So I I think there's there's two reasons. And I like the fact that you said seeing because I'm going to use that in two different contexts. One is we as business owners go through life in our own prism, in our own vacuum, in our own world. We see things the way we see them and we move forward and we almost have blinders on because we're so focused on what we do and seeing that prospect and and targeting. And we miss things that are wide open to us because we're so focused and so driven And that's why most people start businesses in the first place. It's that type of personality. So they don't see them because they have blinders on. But the second part is they don't see them, meaning they don't get the return of the money. So they don't see that money in their pocket because they get caught up in the how or they get caught up in all of the intricacies of what it is they deliver that their prospect doesn't know how to handle it and a confused buyer never buys. And so they don't see that money because their message is incorrect and they've got that techno babble that they tell people and they walk away saying, that was interesting. I don't know what to do with that. And they move on and then they don't hire you. So number one, I help my clients open their eyes to the greater world and the greater opportunities in front of them. And number two, 
working on the messaging so people see what it is you are going to provide as a result of your services, not what it is that you're going to do for them on a day-to-day basis. I love that. And I do finally want to come around to the topic that I have already teased a couple of different times. How do you find $10,000 in someone's business in less than 45 minutes? So, you know, my business is all about attracting clients now. So how can we attract people to us without spending money on advertising? And that's, that's the key in the book. And we do that through a variety of things. But number one is messaging. Number one is saying your message in a way that the person is receptive to hearing, not in a way that you want to tell it. So that's number one. That will open up money immediately to you because your clients are receptive. And I got a little fourth point process on that we can probably talk about in the next segment. Number Mm -hmm. two is we don't partner well with others. There are people who will bring you business if they understand who your client is and, and why you can help that client, showing that result. And so in those two tactics alone, you can easily find $10,000 a year in your business. But then we have a product that we sell. What else can we add to it? Is there an upsell? If someone buys from you once, they're seven times more likely to buy from you again. Mm. That's another revenue stream that people don't take advantage of and that can drive more money into your business. And then the last thing I'll talk about is having constant communication, continuing to be in front of your client. And there is a strategy that works very well because it takes five to 12 contacts for someone to become your client. And most of the time we make an offer, one contact, and then we're out and we're losing huge revenue streams because we're not in front of those people reminding them that we are here and we are here to help. Yeah. And, and for those who like instant gratification, sales is not usually that. And neither is marketing, especially is not that. It takes many impressions to get someone from, I have no idea who you are to, I like you, know you and trust you enough to want to actually buy something from you. And for the number of impressions that it takes to get you from A to Z, there's a whole bunch of impressions being made that you never saw or heard in the first place. So you have to keep it out there a long time. Oh, that is so true. We get, 3,000 marketing hits a day, every day, coming to us, whether it's street signs, whether it's um, radio commercials, TV commercials. I'm sitting in a room right now that has a bunch of board games, so there's probably 12 board games over there, all with a brand on it. And I sit in this room all the time. I couldn't tell you what any of them are because I don't bring them into my head because I just ignore them. We ignore all of that noise. And so you need to hear it multiple times in order for it to sink in and you to say, oh, Now I'm ready to receive that. Awesome. We will come right back after the break. My very special guest is Adam McKittness. His book is called How to Make More Money in Your Business. This is a really phenomenal book. And we will talk about some of the ways that we can generate more money in our business without spending much more money, if any at all. And we will do that after the break, along with a lot of other great things. We're halfway through the show. Can't wait to see how this goes. We will be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Adam Kipnis, and his book is called How to Make More Money in Your Business. And before the break, we teased the topic that we were going to talk about four steps to a marketing campaign. So tell us about that, Adam. Yes. So, and, th- and this really goes to the messaging, and this goes to the folks who are out there who are talking to people, and you're telling them all of the great things you can do for them, but for whatever reason, it's not converting into business. It's not translating into sales. And the the reason is we're, we need to position things properly so the prospect can receive it. And it goes in four steps. The first thing we have to do, because we talked about those 3,000 marketing hits a day, how do we get people to pay attention? And we need to interrupt them. So step one is to interrupt people. And if the Geico Gecko is a great example of an interrupt, um, Tiger Woods, who now is back playing golf well again, but when he was on TV, people would say, ooh, Tiger Woods, I wonder what he's doing. Oh, he's selling a Buick. I don't need a car. I'm good. But it's still that interrupt. So what can you say as an interrupt that will get people to pay attention? And there's a great example in chapter one of my book. The second step is now that you've interrupted them and they're paying attention, now you engage them. You tell them, I have something that will solve the problem that I just told you about. You don't tell them what it is. You just tell them that you have a solution. Now that they know you have a solution, they're interested to find out more about it. Step three is we would call educate. Now you can tell people about your solution. You don't have to say step one is we fix this and step two we fix that. But you educate them of the process of what you're going to do. And then step four, now you can make an offer. And you can make that offer so easy and compelling they can't help but say no. So you interrupt them so they're paying attention. You educate them so you they know that you have a solution that fits their problem and will solve their problem. Step three is to educate them on what you're going to do. Now when you make your offer, whether that's a free consultation or whether that's to buy a book or whether that's to give an email address if we're talking about a website, that offer is so easy for them to say yes to because you just walk them through the process. That's fantastic. Let's talk about the importance of having a unique marketing 
proposition because that's messaging. And you have a great example in your book about uh, a child psychologist. Talk to us about that. Yes. And, and, um, I'm going to mention another another great person. Um, his name's Gene McNaughton. He's a, a mm-hmm. sales trainer. Gene's fantastic. He has a saying: "Different is better than better." And mm-hmm. we all in our businesses try and make our marketing better than the other guy. Pepsi is classic like this. Pepsi says the Pepsi challenge: "We want to be better than Coke." Well, Coke takes the other side. We're going to be different. We're going to sing songs. We're going to bring the world together. We're going to make your life wonderful by having this Coke. It has nothing to do with Coke, but it's different is better than better. So how do you attribute that into, into your life? So one, one of the examples in the book is a child psychologist. And that child psychologist says his company was Remarkable Parenting. And Remarkable Parenting and a child psychologist don't necessarily go hand in hand. But on his website... He said, greetings, parents. Come look at my website. I do nine different things. I can help with depression. I can help with bullying. I can help with teen pregnancy. And I can help with this. And I can help with all these different things because I'm better than the other child psychologist. Well, in working with him, what we were able to do for him is make him be different. Make him stand out. Use that interrupt. And we change it. Greetings, parents. Come to Remarkable Parenting Parenting to, are you sick and tired of the belligerent attitude of your child? If you've got a belligerent child at home, you're going to say, all right, I'm interrupted. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. And then the second step is learn the steps to gaining control of your client in less than 60 seconds. That's something that every parent with an unruly child wants. And so if you have something that targets the problem that your prospect has, so there's a problem they have and they no longer want, and there's a solution they want that they don't have. So let me say it again. There's a problem they have that they don't want, a solution they want and they don't have. In this example, the problem they have is an unruly child. The solution they want is getting that child to behave. And if you think about your prospect in those two ways, not what you can deliver to help them, but what their problem is and what the solution they want is, now you can offer that solution and they're going to be much more receptive to listening to you. And that's a key to a good marketing campaign. That is absolutely true. There are a lot of different ways that we can market and a lot of different ways that we can add revenue to our business. Let's talk about joint ventures. How do I identify great JV marketing partners? So JV marketing partners are all around us and they, and they JV partners in general are all around us. And sometimes they, they go into those four questions we talked about earlier and they fill one of those things that doesn't need, need to be done by you. So don't discount JVs in that way, but JVs from a marketing perspective are invaluable to a business primarily because you pay for that lead after you already get the client and I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you how. So think about the wedding industry. The wedding industry has a number of different people involved in it. The first one is the jeweler because the engagement ring is the first thing that happens. 
And after the jeweler, there's a wedding dress and there's a venue and there's a um, reception hall and there's flowers and there's a photographer and a videographer and tuxedos and a wedding cake maker. So all these different people are involved with that couple in the wedding process. So let's say you're the florist. You're not the first thing that people buy as part of their wedding, but you're usually not the last thing. As a florist, you're somewhere in the middle. So that jeweler, that wedding dressmaker, that um, reception hall, that um, wedding coordinator, all of those people can refer business to you as the florist. And you can give a discount for referring. You can give a portion of the revenue back to those referral partners. So that's five or six different people that can refer business as a joint venture partner where you share in the revenue or share in the experience versus just a referral where they have to remember who you are. And then you've got folks that come after the flowers, which could be the wedding cake or the tuxedos because we're men. We're usually get our tuxes like the week before the wedding or, or whatever, Right. So there are people that come after you that you can refer the, this couple to. And those people can give you a percentage of revenue back. And so where do you and your business fit? Who does your client also use in addition to you? If you run a pool company, there's a landscaper and there may be a, a, a housekeeper that takes care of the house. And, um, you know, there, there may be a, um, I'm blanking on some others that, that deal with our home. Tree trimmers. Um, tree trimmers, right? There's all these different people. If you are a child psychologist, there's going to be general family practitioners. There's going to be school counselors. There's going to be clergy and folks at temples and, and churches that know that people have a problem and you can solve that. So any business that you're in, People have the same needs. In my world, as a business coach and a marketing strategist, I need to work with people that can run Facebook ads. I need to work with people who are in the personal development industry and and people that come across those looking for that next level of success. I run across a lot of people, whether they're doctors or accountants, whose clients need more money. Accountants are a big one because their clients need more money because they write this big check for taxes or they didn't make money than the year before. All of those folks can refer business to me. And rather than just a referral, if we form a joint venture, put it on paper, it makes it real. You're much more likely to be remembered and you're much more likely to get those names given to you because now you're in a business partnership and business partnerships work way better than people trying to remember and refer. Exactly. And sometimes (laughs) you can restructure things in your business so that there's a monthly subscription process going on. And that can be recurring passive revenue for your business. Correct. Correct. There's there's a lot that can be done in that way. All of our businesses have things that we do on a regular basis. And this, this goes into another great tactic for making more money and adding to that $10,000 that we can find in 45 minutes. And that's through a downsell technique. Many of us have a product or service that we offer. Somebody says no. And we say, all right, okay, well, if you have enough money or if you change your mind, let me know. But what if you had something that you could sell that's different, but at a lower price point, it could be a newsletter that gives your knowledge 
on a regular basis. Say you're an attorney and they don't want to, they're not ready to hire you or they don't know they need the attorney yet and they're thinking about it. Well, maybe they can get your monthly tips newsletter. That could be a downsell for free or it could be a downsell that's paid. Another downsell idea is something and something to think about is a, if you go to Home Depot at the front of the cashier, there's always water. Now yes. in Arizona where Brian and I live, it's hot. Even if we don't get what we want at Home Depot because we forgot the size of the part because we left it at home and we leave empty handed, we might buy that water. That is a classic downsell. That is a way Home Depot makes money and a way that Home Depot gets you to interact with that, their cashier and make you a customer. One last thing on the recurring revenue side is any business can have a membership site. Whether you're a doctor, an accountant, whether you're a florist, whether you do what I do as a coach and I've got an online program, there's a number of different ways that people can get your information and a monthly subscription site is a wonderful way to get them to continue to get your information and to pay you something along the way. Brian, you have your magazine and that's a perfect example of a monthly subscription that people can get your information for a lower amount than getting you personally, but still get valuable information and you stay top of mind. Absolutely. And one thing that, uh, well, James Malinchak, he's been a coach for me too. One thing he always talks about is raise your prices. That's another way to raise money in your business. We've only got a minute left to our break. Yep. Well, raising prices is the fastest path to making more money. If you need to make more money, raise your prices. And people think I'm going to lose all my clients. Quick example, Landscaper, 100, 100 clients, $100 a month. If he raises his price by $10, just 10%, he would have to lose, or she would have to lose 33% of his or her clients in order to make the same net profit. So losing clients at a higher price, you still will make the same or more net profit, which is what it's all about. And the whole chapter in the book is dedicated to that. Fantastic. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. My very special guest is Adam Kipnis. His book is called How to Make More Money in Your Business. And we will talk about where you can get that when we come back from the break and a whole lot more. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. National 
Ice Cream Month, as if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Sphenopalatine ganglia neuralgia. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Adam Kipnis. His book is called How to Make Money in Your Business. And Adam, tell us how we can get your book. Yes, definitely. And and thank you, Brian, for the opportunity. And everyone can get my book if you go to freebookfromadam.com. You can get my book. It's about a 66-page read. It's an easy read, but it's easy to implement it's exactly what you want if you need more money in your business, and it's step-by-step, step, and you can walk right through it and begin to get that $10,000 in your business immediately. And there's also an assessment that you do. We, we talked about how you can help people find $10,000 in 45 minutes or less. You'll do that with people, right? I will do that. I One of the things that, that I like to do, I am not a fan, fan of the free consultation because a free consultation just says, hey, call me so I can t- sell you something. What I like to do is say, I am going to show you $10,000 in your business in 45 minutes. And you can walk away with knowing where that money is and how to get it in 45 minutes. And if you go to www.new10k.com, that's the number 10, letter K.com, we'll set up a time and I will show you $10,000 in your business in one phone call. So new10k.com and freebookfromadam.com. The two things that I'd like to give away to your audience to help them make them more successful in their business before the end of 2018. That is absolutely fantastic, and it's very generous. Thank you, Adam. So you have a podcast called the Entrepreneur's MBA Podcast. That's MBA as in masters, not NBA as in basketball. The Entrepreneur's (laughs) MBA Podcast. Tell us about that. So, yeah, I, I started that because there's so many things that I've learned in business and that business owners learn that just cannot be taught in school. You have to learn it in real life because we never know what's going to come our way. So I interview successful entrepreneurs that are still in the business doing things day to day so they can share the lessons that they're learning, what they're seeing, and how they're overcoming them so you can get an MBA in business just by listening to what other successful people have overcome. Fantastic. And how has this podcast helped your business or changed your career? The biggest thing is the supreme knowledge that people can give you that you don't know you're supposed to ask it until you hear someone say it. So 
we may be having struggles in our business. They could be day-to-day or they could be things that have been festering for a while. And But we don't know who to ask. We don't know how to ask how to get out of it. And this podcast, the things people tell us, unprompted, just in them overcoming in their business, all of a sudden the light bulb goes on. I've had so many listeners call me and say, I learned this about my business because of what somebody said. I had a guy named John Bates, and John is gets people TED-worthy. TED Talks and TEDx are all the rage these days, and he coaches people to have the perfect TED Talk, whether you're doing it on stage or whether you're doing it um, just in front of your employees. From a leadership standpoint, he dials in your messaging, and he's told an example. He worked for NASA as a as a coach, and these astronauts go through all of this training. They they're they need to know the science behind it and the mechanical and the engineering. They've got all this education, and they've got all of this stuff to be an astronaut. And the final thing that gets them over the hump to actually get on a space shuttle or get on a mission is they go in a room and the other astronauts determine if they like them. Wow. Yeah. Are they likable? And Napoleon Hill has it in his 13 um, success principles is have a likable or a pleasing personality, as he puts it. But NASA actually says... If you're not likable, we're not putting you on the shuttle, even if you have all this other stuff. And that's just one nugget that came out of nowhere. Like it was just yeah. a random story. But how much of a difference can that make in your business if you think about, am I likable? Or is the vendor I'm working with likable? Or yeah. an employee, are they likable? So those are the kinds of nuggets that aren't, well, first you have to do step one. They're the things that are real life and make a real difference in business, things you just can't get out of a textbook. Absolutely. So you also have a coaching program. Tell us about that too. Yeah, thank you. So I have a coaching program um, and, and an online program, depending on where you are in your business and how you learn best. Um, I have both. And what I do in that business is first, we help you attract clients now. It's the Attract Clients Now coaching program and the Attract Clients Now online program. So we attract clients to you, use that money in order to have a better lifestyle, take more time off, hire a vendor. And it's a 12-month program that you will have more money, a better running business, giving you more time to do what you love to do and less time spent at the office. Fantastic. So let's pivot to some different types of questions. And I normally like to ask some of these kinds of questions toward the end. We've got maybe six or seven minutes left. Who are some of your favorite mentors and influential books that you've read? Uh, my favorite mentors. So in no particular order, well, I guess in some particular order, because Sharon always comes first in my life. Sharon Lecter mm-hmm. is one of the, my favorite people in the world. And she says things that really resonate with me. One is you have to clean out the closet to make room for new shoes. Mm. And we were talking about it in the context of real estate of all things, but I had a rental property that was just sucking the life out of me. And it was making money, but it was just sucking the life out of me. Tenants moving in and out, things breaking. And she just said, you have to clean out the closet to make room for new shoes. 
Um, just brilliant advice that I use in various points of my life. Um, and the second thing, everything Sharon does makes money. So if you're going to go on a vacation, how can that vacation make you money? She wanted a ranch. So her ranch has working cattle on it. It's a bed and breakfast. That ranch she still gets to go to, but it makes her money. So when you think about your life, how can you make money doing it with simple tweaks of doing what you're already doing, but just doing it in a different way? Yeah. So she's number one. And then Laurel Langmire, James Malinchak, and Greg Reed, and David Meltzer. Um, those four, all wonderful people, all do very different things. But definitely write those name, names down and check them out. They can change your life just through meeting them and the things they have to teach. And I love that you mentioned those five people because I have interviewed all five of them on my show. That's great. So go back and listen to those shows. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, one thing that Sharon Lecter also says that I love a lot, uh, we all like to ask why, but Sharon says, why not? Right. Why not? I mean, why limit your possibilities? I mean, why should I do this? Well, why shouldn't you? Just go for it. And I just love that about her. What is the scariest thing you've ever done, Adam? Well, I would say in, in life, the scariest thing I think I ever did was buying a one-way ticket to Europe. Um, now, I knew that my parents would probably get me home um, if, if I needed to. But I bought a one-way ticket to Europe and just went. And that was scary and exciting and fun and interesting. But when you actually plunk down money for a one-way ticket anywhere, um, that's burning the ships behind you, you know, mm -hmm. the, the old reference, right? There's no coming back unless you want to spend more money to turn around and, and undo it. Um, so that was one. I think the second scariest thing was my first podcast. Um, I decided to start a podcast. For me, it was probably like you. I wanted to talk to interesting people and hear things and learn from great, successful people. But I didn't start slow. I didn't start with doing my own podcast, just me and recording myself. I started with an interview, and it was calling someone up and saying, hey, can I interview you? And it was essentially recorded and done, and it was out there. And it was putting myself out there in a way that I hadn't done before. I've spoken on stages, and I've, I've done other interviews where people are asking me. But here, I was the one that had to help make this interesting. Um, and so those two things I think were the scariest one in life, one in business. Wow. That's fantastic. If you could talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? I would. <laughs> so interestingly enough, my mom said to me, I was 19 at the time rather than 18. I was in college and she said, um, should rather than renting an apartment, should you, why don't we buy something and make it a rental and rent it out to your friends rather than paying this rent. And we didn't know anything about real estate. And this was in Atlanta and she lived in Arizona and that just seemed like a bit of a hassle. And I would have that, that one move probably would have changed my life. Now mm. knowing I probably should have gone out and bought a real estate book and bought a property and rented it out to my roommates rather than us paying rent to a tenant. And then that probably would have led my life in a whole different direction. Yeah. Maybe not better, maybe not different. Who knows? I probably wouldn't have met my wife if that had happened. But I would probably say there are very calculated risks 
that seem risky because we don't have the education. But if you have the idea, rather than saying no, do what Sharon does. Say, why not? Buy a book on it and then see if you can implement it because it becomes much easier once you have a little education. So I would have taken that leap, gotten educated in a different way, and my life would be very different today. So I think maybe it's that fantastic not, that why why not question absolutely say as why we not. as we wind down here's the question i ask everybody adam who inspires and motivates you who inspires and motivates me um well you and that's just not being gratuitous you've got a book you've got a magazine you've got your radio show you're at every event that i could possibly be at i don't know how you do it um so that's extremely motivating in and of itself and I would say the other person that motivates me is my wife. My wife gets up every day and we all have challenges and battles in our life and she keeps going and she keeps working hard and she's such an inspiration to me every day. So I do a lot of what I do to mm -hmm. keep up with her and to make life better for her. Fantastic. And as we wind down, let's remind everyone that you can get Adam's book at freebookfromadam.com and you can hop on a call with Adam to help him, to let him help you find $10,000 in your business by going to new10k.com. Did I get both of those right? You did. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate it. And thanks everyone for listening to us. All right. And thanks to all of you for listening this week. We'll be back every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview world-class experts and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn. And thank you so much for listening. Until then, have a great week, everyone. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.